Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. There are thousands of amazing self-help books out there, but what happens when you're struggling at the moment and need help now? Well, my new book, Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook, is your new go-to self-help book. I wrote it specifically for when you don't know how to overcome a challenge. Each chapter gives you a framework on how to tackle your situation. I help you focus on what already works for you. Your situation today may be different, but the emotions you're currently feeling, you felt them before, and you did something that helped you. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. This book is specifically written to help you overcome any obstacle you may face. Purchase your book, Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. Once again, purchase Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. My guest today is Juliana Bootsman, Chief Spiritual Officer, Conscious Leadership Coach, Consultant, and Founder of White Box Leadership. Juliana leads a mission to make love the language of business. She is a pioneer in this space, shattering old ways of thinking to create a transformative framework in business and life. By teaching the language of love to people within an organization, Juliana marries the spirit of who they are with the spirit of the work they do. Her work rebuilds the metrics for organizational success, including deeper connections, empathy, compassion, gratitude, and love, enhancing performance, increasing engagement, and strengthening teams and communication. Welcome to Lifeology. Hello. I struggled to say all that because you do so many things. So when I was reading it, my viewers and listeners don't know this, but it's funny on the back side, it took me like six times to read it and I still messed up, but it's fine. So that's the fun part about Lifeology is it's about life. We all have fun. We do whatever. But Juliana, it's such a pleasure to have you on my show today. You do so many things and we had a wonderful pre-call and I can't wait to learn more about you. So before we get started, how did you even come into this space or understand what it is to be a chief spiritual officer? For me, it really comes down to getting to the core of what really creates and moves us. And so mm -hmm. my experience of life, lifeology, and really moving through my journey of life from when I was eight years old and fell in love with dance. And that mm -hmm. was going to be the only thing that I was going to do. And it was like my spirit like came alive and I was like, that's what I'm going to do. Um, wow. My path, I did do that. And then... Um, there was a bunch of things. There's a chapter in a book that just came out called Our Yellow Book Road, where I talk more about that. Um, but, you know, my path went in another direction and I ended up going into marketing and communications. I taught dance for a long time. Um, and then I ended up getting into coaching, like conscious leadership coaching. And for yeah. me, the thread to all of it was always about connecting to the spirit of who someone was. Mm. So that when I did that, I discovered more about who they really were and whether I was on the stage as a dancer working with dancers to put themselves on the stage, working with companies and organizations to express who they were so that they could be on their stage and call people forward. Mm. It was always about creating and, and um, bringing more life to the essence of who someone was, to who an organization was, so that they could live that out into the fullest expression and then draw in exactly who was supposed to connect with them. And by that, it's like the pieces of a friend of mine shares that, you know, we're all carrying pieces to each other's puzzle. 
So when we are authentically showing up as our piece, we connect with the other pieces and it yes. fills in the whole, the whole thing. So for me, um, it really came to, to, from that. And then as I kept going, I just got more and more clear and true of this yes. is what it is. I'm not going to skirt around the edges and not use the word spirit because it really is about connecting the spirit of who you are with yes. what you do. And when that's happening, we're living a full and vibrant, authentic life where we're accessing what I call our pure potentiality. We're really wow. accessing those things that elevate us to the next level, that take our businesses to where they actually need to go to support things around us to thrive and us to thrive. So yeah, so that's where it's been an evolution for me, but also starting right from the beginning of what wow. it kind of always was. Um, mm -hmm. And then just finally owning it completely and saying like what I am as a chief spiritual officer and I work with companies and people to engage that spirit and let that they be the thing that drives. That's amazing. You know, I don't know if you know, but notice about me, but I'm a, I'm a composer. And so, yeah. um, for me, everything is about the music of, of something. So I, it's funny, even if I'm, I'm really tired, I hear all these symphonies, I hear all these things. So everything is like, a um, it's just music to me. And so yes. just hearing you about the dance as well, to be able to connect with your spirit. So for me, when I compose, for me, everything is a connection between me and my creator, mm -hmm. me and God. And so when I yes. compose, it's almost like a prayer. It's a conversation. And I'm sure for you, you know, when you dance, the movement without words, of course, allows you to connect your spirit with something greater than yourself. And I think, I think I know that we all as individuals have that potential, have that ability to connect with something greater than ourselves. I wanted to talk to you about the spiritual, the spiritual aspect of it, because we talked about this a little bit, but everybody has a different perception of what that is. Some people are very religious. Some people are not religious at all. Some people are spiritual. Some people are not. How would you quantify that aspect of spirit? Well, I sometimes compare it to um, when we think about uh, a school, we'll have like mm. the spirit team. And, and I, oh, yeah. um, a sports teams, you know, the spirit, you know, you want the spirit team, you want the, you know, we got it. Like we, we, where do we talk about the spirit of things? Mm -hmm. and what is that about? And so it's really about creating full life in something. Yes. And so it can be, it can go down to that, just like the simplicity of that without having to name it or make it anything more into um, and put it into a category of any religion or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, for me, like you said, this relationship between God, creator, that there is something bigger happening. But even mm -hmm. when we think about that, when you're in a space, whether it's, I've been to concerts, sometimes I say like that artist who is going on all of their arena tours, everything is doing more or less the same show, mm -hmm. but every yeah. show is not the same. Correct. So what changes it? It's the audience. It's the mm. spirit of that audience and all of the people in that audience connecting with each other and then connecting with the, the performer. So I'll often say, I'm like, what made that show different? I'm like, well, the audience did their job. They showed up <laughs> yeah, exactly. in their full yeah. spirit and then it gave something more and vice versa. Now there was this like this dance that was happening. So for me, it's that, um, that piece of really being able to recognize that there is this life in us that is created yes. that's something so much bigger than us even if you define that as the community of of life that surrounds you and i say life because maybe it's not a big community of people mm -hmm. maybe it's animals sure. maybe it's nature yeah. maybe it's whatever mm -hmm. whatever is the community of life that surrounds you 
it's engaging and it's, you know, it's, it's got a spirit. And, um, and so that, you know, for me, it's really about, about that piece. And, and, and I think that when we can get clear on that and operate from that level, it does what you say, like the fact that as a musician, you even use the word, it's the word compose, Mm -hmm. compose. And when you really can compose something that gives you those goosebumps, um, it's connecting on a frequency level on a vibrational level that is the, what I, what I call like the Hawkins scale consciousness is that highest level of consciousness mm-hmm. and you feel it. And, and so we want to create more of that. We want to be bringing and composing things and creating things in the world that are vibrating on that frequency. And you, when you walk into a space that is created on that, you feel it. You don't even have to yeah. say it. And so I think about like a good test for people is to, Think about the spaces that you walk into or the people that you hang out or the things that you're doing that you don't even know how to put words to what's different about it, but mm-hmm. there's something about it. And and for me, honestly, one of the symbols is goosebumps and I call them truth bumps <laughs> or Martha Beck that. says, calls them like chills of truth. And when I'm getting that, I'm like, oh, this isn't because it's chilly in the room. Yes, like, I'm something I, is I happening here. <laughs> yeah. So, Yeah. I love that. We're transitioning into the corporate space, the work that you do in the, in the companies with whom we've worked. What is it? How has being a chief spiritual officer, how has that impacted and changed the, just the businesses in general, the, the culture of the business? Yeah. Um, it creates, creates a level of connection between the people that removes judgment from the space that makes mm. it really open, that um, creates vulnerability in a place that we get to see ourselves in our shared humanity. And when we're seeing ourselves in our shared humanity, when we're recognizing that um, what's in you is in me and vice versa, mm. it allows us to be able to, um, what I like to call sometimes is receive more accurate data from what's actually mm. going on. Sure. And then by that, connect with more accurate data of what's going on with the full context of my humanity and, and my divinity, like my mm-hmm. spirituality. We are spiritual mm-hmm. beings. There's a mm-hmm. great quote that Brene Brown shared in an interview with um, Russell Brandt. And she said, you know, we are um, inherently, we are spiritual beings. And so when systems and organizations are divorced or devoid from spiritual principles, they then are not ultimately thriving and supporting the very nature mm-hmm. of the people they're here to serve. And so Good point. it really supports um, being able to just create that connection. And when yeah. there's that connection, when there's like, when you think about like, um, if, a, if a wire starts to become frayed, the light begins to flicker mm-hmm. or it kind of works mm-hmm. sometimes or it sparks. And so that's what's happening in our organization when these invisible threads um, that connect people are frayed. If the lights are flickering yeah. and we might still get the job done through hustling and, you know, just perseverance and all those things, but eventually leads to burnout because we're not actually working in flow like that symphony that you speak yeah. about. Yeah. And so when we're working in that, then what we see is like higher creativity coming, like people really being able to come up with like new ideas and, and, um, and new ways to create the outcomes that we want that are different. And, you know, the next, the next piece of innovation from that company that needs to actually serve, um, or sometimes shutting down this thing that's not working and mm. being okay with letting it go. Sure. So that's also a big part of it. It's not always about more, more, more. Sometimes it's about like actually trimming away and getting rid sure. of things yeah. that we don't need anymore, but being willing to let it go. And so, yeah, 
So really That's ultimately amazing. solving for like higher level of peace, like stress levels go down without things yes, actually even like, changing. That's what's been yeah. most remarkable actually really yeah. is like people's natural environments aren't changing. Like the work levels aren't changing, like things like that aren't changing, right. but the way that they're coming into relationship with it is changing. So the energy around it, the spirit around it is different and they feel like happier, less stressed, mm. more creative, ability to find solutions easier. And yeah. the workload is still exactly the same, even though that was the complaint. They thought the solution was they needed to change the workload or they oh, needed to change things. Interesting. Like it didn't have to change really. It was the, how we're interacting with it that was creating more weight um, and more huh. like tension and friction. Yeah. How would you, so people, viewers and listeners right now who are, who are obviously watching this and listening to this, what would be like practical ways in which your work would be brought in? So let's say you come in, you're hired. Uh, consulted or contra contracted with a company, what would be a ways in the metrics you would use and the tools you would use to determine the level of connectivity with, these, mm -hmm. with the organization? Yeah, it depends on the size of the organization, but often what we do is what we kind of call like, um, like an energy audit, like a, an audit okay. of the company. I'll even, you know, depending on the company and what language works with them, sure. you know, I'd look at, it's like, let's, like when you are looking at a weather map and you can see sort of the, the, the heat patterns, like where is it hot and cold and this and that, we'll go into the organization and we'll, we'll scan it and we'll, you know, we'll speak to different people in the company. We'll really get a clear assessment of what's really going on. You know, we really need to know and own where we are in order to understand where we really want to go. So often what we do, and like I, with some companies we've gone in and we've, we've offered every single person in the organization to be able to have a 20 minute conversation with us and oh, we'll go yeah. in and we'll have, and we'll really get the, the data. And then yeah. by that, we then share with them, we've heard you, we've seen you. And then we make, we take action and say, based on what we've heard and seen, here's what we're creating. And then we go in and we create a, a leadership, a program that that now lives within the organization. And then we roll that program out to the organization in whatever way works with the rhythm of that company. So again, we need mm -hmm. to fit into the symphony to the music of how they work mm -hmm. rather yeah. than just often what happens is we go and we just kind of, we'll take a program like off the shelf. So what I do is I take my programs and customize it based on the organization's values, based on what we're really hearing and seeing, based on the rhythm of how you function and flow, whether you're a virtual mm -hmm. or in person or whatever. And, uh, and then we start to, then we create that program and we begin to roll it out and creating, um, really clear and accountability partners, like just different ways oh, of wow, creating okay. connection, conversation to be able mm -hmm. to use the tools, use this new language, um, identify. There's a model that I use called COA that I've created that stands for know, own and act. So we usually actually know what we need to do to make the change or mm -hmm. even we might individually know as well as corporately. Uh -huh. Yeah. But we're not owning what's really going on. And when we take and spend time in that ownership phase, and I always call it like, I love that it's an O in the center of K and A because it's like the portal. And this mm -hmm. becomes like the portal now that when we're really spending the most of our time and really owning what's going on, we get to understand how do we actually show up in our thoughts, words, and actions, in our behavior, in our interactions. We feel we we practice humility and compassion and grace and um, and perseverance and courage to be able to um, to to fumble through the words that are difficult sometimes, yeah. or to meet those moments that we've been avoiding, and and we actually begin to move through these together. 
and own that. And then from there, what ends up happening is the action is almost just a byproduct. We're now not pushing, but sometimes what happens is we skip over the own, the owning and we go to knowing to acting and we're pushing uh, that action and we're forcing sure. it and it feels hard and it feels, um, it's not clicking, but it's because we missed that phase of really getting to know and understand, okay, what's really, what is this really about? Um, so yeah, so that's where, you know, we, we, I include that in, in all the programs, but mm. in essence, that's what we even do with the company to even get them into, into it as we go into, okay, let's find out what we already know. Let's go into some owning and then creating the program almost just happens because it's like, well, obvious, it's so obvious. It becomes so obvious that this is what we <laughs> yeah, need <right>. to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When, when people who, so the, the employees that are, are working through this, you know, obviously giving them an opportunity, 20 minute conversation, which is fantastic to be able to speak for them to be able to communicate with you, whatever the questions are that you have, I'm sure that that allows for them to really feel heard, like you said. Mm -hmm. And so with that, like that I'll, I would assume that that would then cause them to buy into that. What I mean is they're like, okay, yes, you've heard me. I want to be a part of this. And then that, that creates that corporate unity, if you will. And then from there, they're able to make the transition. There's some people who are a little more reticent or a little more like, ah, oh, what is this? What are we doing here? And they're not really on board at first, but I'm sure they mm -hmm. would probably change their mind up. Yeah. I mean, that always exists, right? Where we kind of, it, it can take a long time. Sometimes, you know, we have a conversation and it can take some time before we even start working together because, mm. you know, we're, we're sort of going like, how's this going to work? But what often happens is an organization, um, the leader has a connection, has been doing the work on their own, has been knowing, owning and moving into action. The leader has a strong relationship with their spiritual practices or with their own, they've been doing their own work. And, but they haven't filtered it into their organization. And so when I come across uh, a leader and what happens often, and the reason why I really felt it was important to, to really identify chief spiritual officer or bring the word spirit into is because when I'm working with a leader who is really beginning to elevate and to operating within their own lives in this higher level of consciousness, they'll lean into me and they'll say, you know, you're one of like two people I talk to about this stuff. And yet really? they're, and okay. And yet that this is what's giving them their power to even yeah. operate in the way that they're operating. So I'm like, well, let's filter this into your organization because yeah. you're, I mean, your it's logical when you say that, I mean, it makes and your organization sense. are yeah. exact same thing, but they also think that they only have one of two people that they can talk to about this thing yeah. that actually drives them, which is their spirit. So like in the yes. coaching calls that I do with organizations, with, with individuals in the company, it's remarkable how quickly we will get to the level of spirit. And, mm. and that this is their power space of how they operate from how they function for how they are able to like really, um, like be at their best. And yet that's not something that's openly kind of brought into, um, the systems. And like I said, the, the metrics of the organization. And so when we can, you know, work with the, the leader to say, okay, this is what's working for you. This is the entity that is your organization, that it's a body all in its own. Let's begin to look at all the ways that we get to integrate these, these rituals, get integrate these, yes. these principles into your company so that your company breathes this as well. And as so, a company continues to grow and do this, obviously it's not one and done because as we mm -hmm. know, at least in my spirituality, my practice, uh, some days I'm on top of it. Other days I'm like, Oh, this is really, there's a struggle there. And as we know, as, as that's common for everybody. So how do you continue to help them? 
grow in that aspect of it because as, as you said, it's not a one and done. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the piece around the program. And so when mm, we develop the programming and we build it into the, 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 the fabric of the company so that this, so that this way of connecting and interacting and it's not what happens to sometimes is that, 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 um, experience relies on the leader or a core, a few people that are sort of naturally just fit into that role that, that create mm-hmm. that opportunity to, to, um, you know, bring this, this presence to bring that culture in, to be able to feel like they're the ones like when they walk in the room, you know, everything feels a bit better, but when it was built into the way then everybody is speaking amongst each other. And like you just said, it's a known thing. It's like, we practice Mm -hmm. this all the time. So when we come into our meetings, this becomes a practice in itself. It becomes a ritual in itself. We, you know, even, you know, creating, you can see it as like a ceremony in itself of how we come together. And so because those rituals and practices are built into the company, it's always sort of checking the checks and balances. It's like yeah. cleaning and sweeping um, and, and continuing to grow as a result of it. And ultimately, like right now, I work as a consultant for the organizations, but then we end up placing a chief spiritual officer in the oh. company. So that becomes wow. the, a role in the organization that someone has now identified where like this is their role and and you know again depending on the size of the company it could be it can continue to expand of like a coaching team or you there is really somebody that i come to talk to you because that where i am needing support isn't just on my like how do i get better Mm -hmm. in the craft of whatever my job Mm -hmm. is but i actually need to speak to you on the level of the spirit right now yes because that's where yeah so people who are just who would be hired after there's a chief spiritual officer, what what's the process of the onboarding process for them when they join an organization? Like if they were hired as a chief spiritual mm-hmm. officer? No, no, no. So they so the chief spiritual officer already been hired, it's already been mm-hmm. implemented, and then you have a new hire that comes in. What's the onboarding process for them coming into a new organization as an employee? Yeah, I think that's really dependent on the company and on mm-hmm. the organization, so, but ultimately, yeah. like it's it, it there's such a deep presence involved in that process that that organization will will know what it is for them but it's about um yeah the connection level is is different in that space where it's like i want to know who you are mm. Like and that. then we identify what? what you do and where, where that goes and what you can, but it be beyond anything else. It's like, we connect on the essence of who you are and then that, it just like, again, is the no own. So the action just filters in, like I said, it's flowing oh, like water. It, you know, yeah. we come in, we've identified you, you, this is the body of water that you're coming into and you will flow. I like that. We'll have one more minute here, but what's next for you and for your organization as, cause you're, you're building this out. You're doing so many things. What's the next step for you all? Oh, um, there's so many things like one of the, my next visions is really wanting to take leaders and organizations out onto the water. I have a very strong relationship with water and oh, being an initiated nice. into a water healing, um, modality called Watsu and water dance. And so for yeah. me, it's about working with the leaders and the organization uh, of the organization to continue to strengthen them so that what they are doing can filter into the people they're leading. So taking them out onto the water. I have a dream of taking people out onto yachts and being able to like facilitate sessions there. Um, but yeah, yeah. So that's, (laughs) yeah, I know. Right. And so that's where, that's where the bigger dream of where it's going, but right now really being able to create these programs and, and build this into the fabric of the company so that love is the language that we're speaking and this essence that is true to each of us of, 
of those spiritual principles of compassion and grace and, and, and integrity and, and, um, is what we're living through. That's the breath of how we move through and, and build companies and those other languages of doubt and greed and competition and all of that. Um, don't, don't sing as loud. Yes. Well, thank you so much for all you do. Juliana Bootsman, if my viewers and listeners want to find out more information about you, to work with you, to learn all the different modalities that you do, where do they find all this information online? Uh, my company is White Box Leadership. So you can find me on my website there.com, whiteboxleadership.com. Um, LinkedIn at Juliana Bootsman. You can find me on YouTube with Juliana Bootsman. I'm on Facebook, but I don't use that as much. But yeah, but my website's probably the best place to go. Perfect. My viewers and listeners also know that if you can't find this information any other place, simply go to the show notes at jamesmillerlifeology.com and I will link you all with Juliana Bootsman. Thank you so much for being a fantastic guest on my show today. Thank you so much, James. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.